It's a Josh in town episode. Kyle Reese is here. We got Kyle. What up, Stanks? We found that son of a bitch. We got yeah. him back. We got questions for him. We got we got insults to hurl. Like first Ooh. off, what the hell are you doing on Twitter? What are you doing? You're just pissing everyone off. No, you like porn. You're not pissing me off. You're coming off. Mm. Yeah. I'm two, here to. Look, uh, I was two genders, yeah. porn and pissing off cards. Twitter. <laughs> I was promised two things. I was promised we would spend an hour talking about how cute I am, and then I was also promised holes. I did. Yeah. When when I entered this chat, I was promised holes and holes in abundance. And so far, we have not talked about those, just aggression. And well, let I, me just I, introduce you to uh, Stanley Yelnance Third. That is my asshole. Uh, yeah, we were talking about it before, but um, for those who care, I had asshole surgery today. Again? Uh, again, it was the s- same surgery I had in May. You're a um, surgeon. He's like, I don't think you're just here for surgery. And yeah, so- <laughs> I... Dude, the thing is, I didn't even get like the cool like loopiness after they took me off anesthesia. Last time I was like coming out of the like literally I was sitting up, they had moved the bed up, and I was just being wheeled out, and I was like, check out the worst fans in baseball podcast. <laughs> this we'll give really you dumb. a t-shirt. It's it's come town sports, enjoy. It's come town, yeah. Um, so yeah, this time I just woke up and I was just like all, like face down in a bed. I just you gotta up. talk into the mic. Oh yeah, sorry. I uh, you got it. <laughs> I I just woke up and I was laying like face down in a bed, and I just looked up and I'm like, oh, okay, it's beige walls. I'm not in an operating room anymore. Um, or I'm in some. You're weird... in hell. Yeah, you're I'm... in purgatory. Yeah. That's what it is. I think there would be a lot of beige in purgatory. Yeah, it'd be very stale. Yeah. Kind of have like that chlorine smell yeah. to it and everything. So I like a, I like a public pool. A public pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just being in public. We're like, hey, lady, uh, what's up? How you doing? Uh, come on, I'm I'm just here for the pool. I'm here for the water. <laughs> Cat calling fucking lifeguards. Yeah, that's what I do at Health Point. That's, that's what you do. Yeah, I know. Me and I go to the same gym, and let me tell you, your absence is definitely missed there. Yeah. Every time I check in, all the hot college girls are like, "Hey, where's Josh?" And then we have that beefcake Matt, who is like super complimentary at Nick's show. Who's like, that was, yeah. like, hey man, yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're showing up. We notice it, and I'm like, yeah, thanks, I'm Matt. We were I'm performing like, for you. I'm like a fat like Rudy for the gym. It's awesome. I started uh-huh. traditional deadlifts now, Kyle. I've been. Uh, they have a thousand pound wall, a wall of fame, mind you, at our gym, and uh, I'm I'm horrifically fat. I'm like 240 pounds, but That'd I am great. determined to get on that fucking wall. Just so anyone would be like, oh, I know this guy. He runs track. I know that guy. He plays football. I know that guy. He's a fat bastard. What the <laughs> fuck is he doing up here? Well, I'm already on the wall, and I just I didn't do it with the three different lifts. I just yeah. benched a thousand pounds. Yeah, um, no, yeah, yeah, you're just a. That's hoss. actually how I tore my hole. I just yeah. Half, <laughs> I was there when you did it. You <laughs> like brace really bad, and then like your hole opened up and ate like half the bench. It yeah. was for, it was beautiful. It was pretty cool. It started twirling and like sparkling. It was like the little uh, fast travel thing little, in Baldur's Gate. Little do they know, um, when an entire um, bench press goes up your ass, they let you take that home. You get to keep that. And so we've got a half of our workout. And I haven't told you this made. yet, okay? Because your ass engulfed that whole bench, mm-hmm. and you're still able to finish your rep. They didn't put you on the thousand pound wall because that bench was now in your ass. You were technically doing that. They put you on the twelve fifty. Hell yeah! yeah. Okay, you did it. I did it. Yeah, 
I my guess would be that they didn't put you on the wall because the bench aided your ability to push up one thousand. It was probably you know like a performance enhancing bench substance. You know, it, yeah. it just it it just made it too easy. You had an anchor, like a third a third leg, if you had a you know. There's that, now a there's now a sign up on the wall that says you cannot use the bench as a butt plug. Yeah, um, uh-huh. because of me. There's there's a rule. The good rule. thing is is that new rule, new rule. Uh, liberals, uh, Republicans, uh, new rule. Can we end this conflict so I can go and fucking visit? Did I tell you that the most white woman thing happened at work? Uh, I had a coworker. Uh, was like, I just want Israel and Palestine to finish up because I was getting tickets to go see Israel next year. The I'm Miami, like, the Miami Boys Choir performing. Yeah, there. basically, yeah. it was the most white woman thing. Are ever. you drinking wine just straight out the bottle? That's like pirate shit, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. acting like we just caught yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, we're strangers in a cafe. We're like, oh, nice, uh, Sylvian Blanco. Is that a barefoot? Uh, yeah, it's a barefoot. It's a Riesling. Oh, so here's the fun thing about this, right? And I didn't, Riesling. I did Kyle Riesling. Yeah, that's cool. So I have this because I've been spatchcocking these turkeys, right? Uh, I'm, I'm a very good cook. It's. I've been it's watching not- your your shit. I'm sorry, I'm not liking them. I just see it and i'm like my ass hurts i, I can't there isn't a there isn't a world in which i would ever hurts. know who liked one of my tweets like that is not a world i live in i have no idea as a matter of fact so people keep talking about bots and maybe i'm just completely ignorant i have no idea and i had to ask people in a group oh, chat like, are, are there bots like in and people are like yeah they're in your likes and they retweet your stuff and i have no idea like again i i don't think i have the same Definitely relationship likes. with yeah with with x or uh, any social media as other people i just i have oh, no right. idea what i do is uh, i don't have notifications set you know so my phone doesn't like vibrate if i'm not in the oh, app wow. and then when, when i look at my my notifications when i'm in the app uh i just i just look for people talking and then if i see <laughs> if i see that it's a group of people talking i ignore it most of the time because at that point it's 20 conversations deep and two guys i just want to see kiss or arguing with each other and uh, so then I just try to communicate with the people who who are are talking. I have no idea who likes my tweets. I have no idea who follows me. I have no idea who retweets my shit. I don't have the slightest fucking idea unless it's something comical. And then that's that's it. That's all I know. So um, don't well, I went I, back and let me just tell you, yeah, um, about six years ago, a certain man by the name of Jeffrey Epstein was liking a lot of your tweets. Oh. And I don't yeah. know. Um, how you feel about that? We're not asking about Gordon Graceffa or Tink Kent. We're here to confront you. Yeah. You know, we're the well, it wasn't my we, burner. We, yeah, <laughs> we're the FBI. We've been doing a shitty baseball podcast for <laughs> going on two years. You got the long con, baby. the long con, and we finally got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll tell you, I wish I wish six years ago I would have started a Jeffrey Epstein fake Twitter account. Can you imagine being ahead of that game? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Man. Um. Yeah. We should dive in a little baseball. We should, we should talk some um, baseball. Future ace of the Cardinals. We got uh, Kyle Gibson, Kyle, Kyle Reese. I thought they were talking about you at the press conference. That was um I have uh I have some observations. Um not about <laughs> Kyle Gibson. Um Mo didn't really look like he wanted to be there. And him reading off that statement was uh one of the most depressing things I've <laughs> heard in my life. We like Lance for these things. He's an innings eater. He's a leader. Kyle Gibson also does the same thing. Um, any questions? And then it's like two seconds. Like I, I guess I can go home now. Like no, we got, we got questions. And then he scolded Ben Fredrickson over the two hundred million dollar one. And it was you know 
It was a typical Mo. I think we're not done. We're going. We're going for a quantity. Yeah. Um. Um, We're gonna bring in like fifty guys to spring training, and we're gonna see. We're we're gonna put them through so much conditioning they may die. Think the the, those ten guys. They need to bring in a competitive. They need to make competition. It's got to come down between. Gibson and Lance Lynn yeah. for that number five yeah. spot. Look at you, the little capitalist. You have to have competition you have in the to baseball have competition in the baseball market. Kyle, I noticed that uh, I, I don't I don't know what you believe about the the signings. So I'm going to ask you, um, you know, your moist meter here. All right, mm. like how much of a like nice old moist coffee cake are you uh, with the Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson signings? So I have various levels of spatchcock moistness. I live in a turkey <laughs> spatchcock world right now. I don't understand any other language. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say that. It, okay, so you have to know me in order to understand this, right? Because it doesn't make sense coming for most people. Yeah. I have a very unusual uh, relationship with pitching because I think paying money for pitching is a trash idea. I also think that spending money on trash pitchers is a trash idea. But I also love chaos and I also love people emotionally reacting and getting pissed off uh, like I feed on it. I love seeing people all pissed off, you know, like there's there's nothing I love more than something that does not matter at all, like baseball mattering to people like us Mm -hmm. and seeing us whine about it. I can't get enough of it. It is the quintessential human experience to watch human beings whine and complain (laughs) about other other men. That they've never met before. <laughs> it's the most incredible. Like, how can you not love every second of it? So there's two things that are happening here. Uh, I think the Cardinals are buying bad pitchers. Yes, I do. I don't think it's a formula that has sustainability, especially if you're trying to win anything important. And make no mistake, the NL Central is not that important. We've known that for years. But I don't also think that spending $175 million over seven years for Aaron Nola is a great idea. I don't think spending... And also giving up a second round pick. I don't know if I think spending $72 million on three or four years of, of Sonny Gray is a good idea. I don't know if spending 100 and whatever on how many years for Blake Snell is a good idea. I know that I kind of like the idea. I wish I would have picked different pitchers. But I kind of like the idea of going on short-term deals uh, for older pitchers with a little bit of durability. You want a little bit more upside than what these two old jack-offs have. Don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think it's the wrong idea. If the Cardinals were in a position like they had been in past years, where it was like, all right, they need a frontline starter, and they're on a trajectory to win 90 games or 95 games, and we think they're going to be a playoff team, uh, then then maybe my tone would be a little bit different. But this Cardinal team is fucking bad. I, I think people forget just how terrible the Cardinals were in 2023. They were miserable. They played defense like shit. Even, you know, even when people weren't in the wrong positions, they played defense like shit. The bullpen, oh, yeah. the lineup was kind of shit, uh, but it was your best part of what you had. And the starting pitching was shit. And, you know, if you want to get good, if you want to get a chance to win the NL Central – then first off, you're not gonna you're not gonna get yourself there in the offseason. Not unless you're willing to sign Aaron Nola and Yamamoto and Sonny Gray and Blake Snell and uh, whoever the fuck else, Kenta Maeda. Unless you're willing to bring in five completely new starting pitchers uh, at 120 million dollars every year for the next seven years, th- then what you have to do is you have to get incrementally better. And the way to do that is to uh, bolster the bullpen, bolster the starting staff, and continue to build and then adjust in season. Now the problem there is Mosaic's terrible at adjusting in season unless it's at the deadline. And then it's all right, how good are we? 
all right, that's how good we'll decide. That's how much we'll decide to spend on the team. Yeah. So th- that's my thought. It feels like we've also spent years just blowing off both of our feet with a shotgun with our mm-hmm. pitching development. And we spent like, obviously this past season, uh, shoring that up. Um, one of our questions from our, uh, you know, a little segue Ooh. from our discord. Um, Shout it out who said it. Uh, it's from Say Nick Alex name. slash whatever the fuck is his username. Um, it is from Nick. Uh, what's the 50%? He said 50% median income outcome of Takoa Roby. So what uh-huh. is, you would say, not your ideal outcome or worst case scenario, but what is, you know, if you were um, ex- a betting man. Managing expectations. Yeah, yeah, managing a very realistic and nuanced grounded view from, you know, our friend Chaos Kyle here. You know, what's what's the future hold for Takoa Roby in your mind? I think Shelby Miller. You know, uh, again, okay. I, I always try to I try to like I, I think I like to draw as many comparisons to the Cardinals, uh, former Cardinals as possible, just because I think it gives we have better perspective as Cardinal fans. And if I start yeah. talking about Kent Maeda or some other shit like it's that, it's a natural frame of reference for us. Yeah, It's so you easy, think like, right? Like a three. I mean, Shelby Miller had like top two potential. He had a exceptional year, kind of fell off then a great year with Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, it's a bullpen arm. So yeah, twenty fifty. Yeah, and people, people, year. Yeah. yeah, people forget that Shelby Miller was also a top fifty, top one hundred prospect too. He had an electric fastball. That you know, Shelby didn't really have a reliable secondary offering. Whereas Takora Roby's changeup and slider have made huge strides, and his curveball's a real damage pitch. Yeah, so there's, there's there's definitely higher upside there of even a top one hundred prospect when Shelby Miller was a top one hundred prospect. But if we're talking about like what's the most likely outcome, you're probably talking about a pitcher who is a middle of the rotation pitcher for a couple of years, and then you know, depending on how his arm holds up, probably bounces back and forth between a bullpen role for a couple of years and earns himself. Like that would be the most likely. It's the same kind of thing with Gordon Graceppo. I would say Graceppo's ceiling isn't higher, but mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing. Like what's the most likely thing for him? Well, probably to be a Lance Lynn eat, inning eater type. You know, he has some some mechanical issues to make uh, that he's going to have to change in order to access all of his repertoire to make it more effective. And if he can do that, then yeah, we're talking about more than just a, a reliever like Mo mentioned, you know, today uh, we're talking about a starting pitcher next year who can maybe use 2024 as a springboard to get there, but he has to make changes. And that's kind of the same thing with Takoa Roby. He needs to show he's healthy. Same thing with Cooper Jerpy. Like you want to mm-hmm. talk about who, who has the best chance of being and I know that there's a disagreement here. Who has the best chance of being a high-end starter in the farm system? I get why everybody's high on Takoa Roby. I get why everybody's low on Cooper Jerpy. Cooper Jerpy, because of how he does, what he does, and the way he does it, he still has the highest end of all three of him, Hence, and Roby. So, you know, all of all three of those guys, and, and I said it in a tweet, Hence, Roby, and Jerpy, here's what's going to happen. One of them is going to be a mid to the back end of the rotation starter for a couple of years, because all three of these guys are going to have arm problems uh, the, the you know, for a couple of years, they're going to be mid to back end. One's going to be a mid to back end rotation starter. Another one is going to be a reliable reliever who flashes more than that. And the other one isn't, it might make a major league debut, but won't be anything more than that because of his arm. So yeah. just that, that's how those three are going to shake out. It's just the facts of the situation um more than likely so that, we were talking about that, that with with uh caleb noble about like how the you know when it comes to like our core three or four pitching prospects you know the goal should be that one of these guys comes out as a starting pitcher we can utilize for the next few years and you know that might be upsetting to some folks you know for a 33 to 25 percent success rate 
but like having a starter just kind of emerge out of that. And we're talking about a sustained starting pitcher would be fan fucking tastic. If we can get a guy like that. Um, Absolutely. I want to, you know, like to kind of go through these guys, like, um, you know, we've been bitching about it here. We saw that Connor Thomas got DFA'd and uh, he's back in the org. We're not, we have not been high on him. We're very concerned about Michael McGreevy. Um, You've said it. We agree, you know, Dakota Hudson 2.0. And it kind of feels like the closest guy we have to like a big league appearance is Graceffo. And I know he took a step back this past season with like arm injury, uh, or sorry, with injury and, um, and his stats, but like, what's, what's Graceffo's future here? Realistically, I, I just kind of think I, you know, and this is my pessimism here. So try and try and help me out here. I think the Cardinals are going to fuck him up, uh, as a starting pitcher. I don't think he's going to get, he's going to get developed properly. I don't think he's going to be, you know, the kind of guy who can utilize this stuff to be a high swing and miss stuff guy. And I don't think they're going to help him out with it. And I think any kind of work he's going to do, he's going to have to do on his own. And I think that's just like a tall task. We have an organization whose pitching philosophy has gone against that for so many years. So, you know, either pull me out of the brink here or give me a very good sobering analysis on what is Graceffo's future here or what what's your projection here? I think that your assessment is correct, but I would also tell you that, you know, I don't necessarily view it as a negative that he's done all of his growth outside of the organization. I think that's a positive, mm-hmm. you know, better than having a, you know, and this dates back to his time at Villanova. You know, he, he added velocity on his own, his last year yeah. at Villanova. He, he went through the labs to get better, went to the coaches to get better you know, analyzes his mechanics to get better. He did it on his own. He understands it. And the fact that he's going to continue to do it on his own, I think that that's, that's the best thing. I think he just needs a little extra guidance. You know, I think most press conference tells us like where they view McGreevy or McGreevy, where they grew, where they view Graceffo right now. I think, you know, he mentioned uh, potentially having him in a bullpen role. And honestly, like when I talk to other people and what I see, and you guys know, I love Gordon Graceffo. I do think there is a starter future there, but this, this isn't the same conversation that, that we had, or I had with Ryan Helsley all those years back. I, I maintain that Helsley could have been a starter, should have been a starter. That was a bad evaluation. The Cardinals were just, they, they were trying to chase velocity in the bullpen at the wrong time. Cause they're again, a couple years behind everybody on that. And they adjusted poorly. Graceffo is a little bit different. He has the velocity, but he doesn't have that extra jack that Helsley has. And because, he throws two sets of pitches from two separate release points. It kind of changes like how I view what he's capable of doing as a starter. So it's important that he makes those changes this off season. But I do think that at this point, if you can get a high end reliever out of whatever Gordon Graceffo is, that's not the worst thing. Like we're learning this about Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. Is the same thing with Libertor. If you can get a high end, not even a high end, if you can get a reliable reliever out of it, that's huge. The Cardinals have missed that over the years. You know, they, they've had Gallegos and Helsley when Helsley's been healthy, and it's gotten them into trouble because now you're probably going into your final year with Gallegos in, in any type of effective nature because you've over relied on him and you've, you've overused him out of need. So I, I don't necessarily, I don't think in this particular instance, that it would be the worst thing if Gordon Graceffo was in the bullpen long term. I do think that he would be awesome 
if he could earn his spot like the old school way, the TLR Dave Duncan way, where he makes his debut in the bullpen and then they give him a real chance next offseason to be a starter. And that's part of the reason why I don't mind these one-year deals with the potential for a second year for these old-ass jack-offs because <laughs> it, it does it does allow Roby another year to get his shit together, Jerpy another year to get his shit together. Even some of the players who have been languishing at AAA or, or, or haven't had success, maybe it gives them a gravy one year to get into a lab, get stronger, get bigger, work on his shit, and, mm-hmm. and get to a position where he can be, you know, the poor man's 2023 20, version of Shane Bieber, you know? He can uh, be so- Kyle Gibson. well exactly like that's that's exactly it because you know we can say whatever we want again i i would prefer that the talent level was higher with higher upside than than lynn and and gibson every day of the the year but there is you are paying for reliability here even if it isn't like high quality reliability and if you can get that out of somebody for 700k a year 750k a year then at the back end of your bullpen that's fine so I, i think that these Again, if the pitching wasn't so shit last year, this wouldn't be an issue. And that's that's the real issue. But I, I don't think that these moves are necessarily awful, even though they're not good. Yeah, it seems like that second-year option we're giving to Lynn and Gibson, because they're backloaded, they have significantly more salary bucks there, is in the event that likely, A, the season goes completely tits up, and we're going to you know bank on having you possibly here to fill a role, while we have a much stronger 2025 free agent class or B we're really only keeping them for a year. That second option is maybe to be like, yeah, if you somehow do fucking good and sign here, yeah, we'll reward you with an extra five, six mil a year with yeah. that one. I see them pretty much as on one year deals with that. Yeah. Um, we were talking about libs last week or sorry, this past <laughs> few days. Um, it's kind of neat how, well, maybe not neat. It's neat for Zach Thompson. It seems like the, uh, you know, starting pitching hierarchy that we had with, you know, these guys that are coming up are set to debut here and they're going to slot in this. It feels like Libs has complete, uh, completely fallen off that table. And Josh is big on getting Andrew Chafin, but yeah. we're thinking Libs pitches out of the bullpen. We just need a bunch of, like, dudes who look like they're in Leonard Skinner. That's what we need. <laughs> like, well, a bunch of roadies. Yeah, just the ooh that smell uh tour the yeah. embrace the suck who that smell tour it feels like um libs's future especially with us um is going to be as a uh left-handed reliever or yeah, do you think I... he do you think he's gonna you think he's gonna somehow reshape or you know be able to earn that uh confidence to be a starter back i mean I, the cardinals fucked him up this past year we'll be on he could not settle into a like pitching regimen he could not fuck they wouldn't fucking like let him yeah. to go a series of starts and do an actual like program with it. So like, what is he? 24, 25 now are going to be yeah. like, it just 24. seems like, it seems like it's best that they just move him into a reliever role. If they're going to get any value out of him and better yet yeah. for the sake of his career. Well, with this... Woods, though, I mean, it's the up and down too. Like he a lot. I mean that besides the psychological thing of, you know, not knowing, you know, Am I on this team or am I going to be on the Memphis shuttle? That doesn't help a guy's development. And two, in twenty twenty, yeah, I mean, and he's young enough. Like, I still think he can get some more velocity on his fastball. You know, he's not like he's not past thirty, right? He's not, you know, on the downward. You know, and he showed like improved velo uh, at times this past season, but it just he just couldn't sustain it. So it feels like he should be 
you know, a breaking breaking ball pitcher, right? Throw some Uncle Charlie's. What do you think, Kyle Justin? That is it. I mean, for real, like he's his fastball's never been able to have, be, have consistency. Same with velocity and movement. And even when he's like the only time he's ever effective is if he has consistent velocity. And the only time he's ever really shown consistent velocity is at the second half of the 2021 AAA season and out of the bullpen for the St. Louis Cardinals. And if he doesn't have the high velocity, then his fastballs are junk. It sucks, but that's just unless he toys with them and changes them, just the nature of it. So he's going to have to go curveball fastball or curveball slider a lot, work on his changeup. But we know that sometimes he loses feel of those pitches. Mm -hmm. And at that point, he's worthless. And I hate to be that way, but it's just the, the nature of it. And again, I, I said it on a different podcast. I can't remember. It might have been uh, the Hard Nine with the Nobles. They rock. It, it might have been on one of the other ones. But, you were on New uh, News recently, I think, right? What would you say? Weren't you on the New News, the Lars Newbar podcast? I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Didn't is that a real thing? Wasn't he on? Wasn't he on a certain one? Uh, the 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 Alex. I was Jones talking. Show? Was talking he on birds. Alex Jones? Yeah, you said, Info Wars. You're on Info Wars. There, yeah. we caught you. Yeah, I subbed in for Alex Jones. I just talked really loud, and no one knew that it was him. Yeah, they, they they all they all thought it was him. I listen, the globalists want you to know that that Max Rachel can't throw a hard slider, and I'm here That's to it. tell you that's bullshit. We're just yeah. three gay frogs having a good time. Even Vidal is not a gay frog. He is, he, he is rejecting all the globalist left-wing content out there, and he might get taken in the Rule 5 draft. Despite like, only I going as allow, high as Peoria. I can't allow myself to laugh because then my butt will rise and kind of mm. over, so I'm just, like, smiling. I'm like, so if I'm smiling at you, I'm... I'm that means he thinks you're funny yeah, and cute, which yeah. you are very cute and very handsome. Yes, we told Somebody you we talked a, about this. Put a camera on his butt. You want to see his hole? We... You want to see that hole? Come on, let's yeah, see that. Yeah, that pull hole. it down. Let's see. I'm not getting up. Come on, let's see that old leathery You're Cheerio, baby. For this fucking couch to look at my <laughs> hole. I'm not getting up. Uh, you know, I'll send it to you later. You sleep heavy. Yeah, I do. Awesome. I'm going to show up in a scuba dive. Scuba diving I'm, I'm scuba Steve. Yeah. Scuba Steve. Oh, don't worry about me, Josh. I'll just <laughs> take pictures of your hole. <laughs> Anyway, what are we yeah. talking about? No, we're talking yeah, about Libs. Libs. He's fucked. Uh, fucking yeah. trade him. Fuck him. What fucking non-tender him? Fuck yeah. that guy. Do you think like fuck? Do you think like the Gordon Graceffo just to circle back the uh, you know starting him out in the bullpen? It's 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 kind of reminds me of just like the the Carmart kind of beginnings. You know this this guy who has pretty good stuff. Well, Carlos had excellent stuff. You know coming out the pen. yeah, but you know it's. It seems like in recent history, if you with the cards, obviously, if they start you out in the bullpen, you're probably a bullpen guy. And mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. to make that leap. Um, but then again, we do have that somewhat recent example. So not all hope is lost. But... I mean, we did the same thing with Lance Lynn. And like, I kind of agree with like that form of development, which is, you know, gradually work a guy into, you know, high octane or, you know, a pitching prospect like that, bring him up, relief, you know, for a couple months give him spot starts if you're really into it or out of it down the stretch. And then boom, he's competing for it in, you know, spring training the following year and get him in that uh, starting rotation. Um, I mean, that's if you have like a well-established like starting core where you can afford that. I mean, some teams just, you know, it's desperation clock, you know? Well, and I, and I've, I've always wondered this with development is like, I don't even know if this is from like a physical trainer or like a, uh, physical therapist perspective but 
doing like the on again off again thing of okay yeah you're gonna pitch out of relief and then oh yeah you'll make a spot start here and there doing that enough times just kind of seems like you're putting more miles on a car it's like it's like hey i could be driving highway miles being a starter or just being a complete well, there's reliever. two different forms or of preparation I'm, I'm idling and trying to pull over black people for a tail light out like, <laughs> i don't you know i i don't know well like how a pitcher goes and prepares about this entirely different too and like you know that's why like the frustrating thing about for libs is there was no like consistency with that you know if he's going to be like yeah you're strictly out of the bullpen he comes out and he's let he's letting it eat right but if not i mean yeah and if he's you know be, hey you are our ex you're a number five starter from here till the end of the year you know the way he preps himself and the way uh he goes about his business is you know far different than like yeah dude you're just coming out we want you to pump 97 98 and throw sliders right. you know um kyle yeah, but there's, there's also oh. the mental side of it too and you know you just never know how a guy prepares or what he goes into and how he handles it like and also pitching you know i think i think as as relief pitching has become more and more valuable i think we've ignored that as fans and and i yeah. think that especially since there's money to be made in a bullpen I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing if you if a guy does get stuck there as compared to a couple years ago. And I think it's good for a team. And I think it might be good for the player too for their long term future. Because uh, what's what's the opposite there? He becomes Tim Cooney, who doesn't yeah. have a bullpen, and then his arm blows out, and he doesn't ever make any money. You know, like get get him in the bullpen. It it, it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to start. Get him in the bullpen. Get him a future. See if you can get into that velocity. See if you can find the consistency and optimize and maximize it. The Rays and Astros have shown like how important even the Brewers have shown how important yeah. building a super bullpen is. Or Braves. Yeah. I mean Jesus, look at their bullpen. Oh Jesus, yeah. I I like using the Braves as an example on that. And like I'm really high level. I don't test all this out and MLB the show I test out and out of the park baseball. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can get the fucking athletics to the postseason if I have Brian, like five Brian to Braves. <laughs> if you have right. like, you know, um, those if you have a starter that lasts like five, six innings and we're talking three to five runs given up. OK, an average MLB team is going to score between four and five in those days that you give up three, your bullpen shuts down. You can win those games. And that puts you in a position to win those coin tosses. If you have a starter, you know, right. that which is what every season comes down to is winning close games. Yeah, and I like mean... your starter ain't gonna be you're not gonna have fucking guys pitching seven dominant innings like we used to have. All right. You're not gonna have, you know, like a Wayno pitching eight innings of two earned ball. So, you know, think of it as like the you know, a starting pitcher's job is to get the bridge built until this guy. And then this guy builds to this guy, we end up with a win. You know, you're counting runs prevented here. Okay. And like just having like dominant high leverage arms, explosive arms. Like, I mean, I know it's not popular to guys who, uh, you know, bitch and complain about war and shit like that all the time. But like, I mean, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, third, fourth time through the, the order, you know, a starting pitcher gets murdered on, you know, um, having guys that can just buy you, you know, nine to 12 outs every single time is, it's a godsend. Yeah. And yeah, it's something that I think the Cardinals have neglected for years. Well, that's why Verlander's a unicorn because third, fourth time through the lineup, if he gets to walk in, married the guy's throwing faster than he did at the beginning of the game. So he's hitting him with new stuff. He's got an incredible cleft chin, dude. That guy can blow his nose and wipe his ass at the same time. Just a beautiful Mm -hmm. human being. 
All right. No, no. Back to baseball. Kyle's here. We got to make yeah. sure we're talking baseball. Baseball. Uh, we got to keep it professional. Uh, we got to keep it appropriate. About, do we really have to talk about baseball? I mean, there's so many other things. Let's have a nice conversation about, uh, you know. You, you've been playing any video games? Oh, man. So yeah. I hammered. I, I beat the shit out of Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man 2. I, Josh you know, hates I'm, that game. Yeah, it's broken as fuck, <laughs> It's man. super glitchy. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, if you play it on the lowest level, you can beat it real quick. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, and that's also what I'm doing, but I'm just, yeah. So it's fun. It's glitchy. It, it, it captures New York. Kyle, very, we should well. game together, bro. Yeah, dude, you should game. I don't even know. You, look, you're talking to the wrong person. I don't even know how to do that. I'm not interested in technology. Oh. I'm trying to be a, a part of it. Kyle Reese is a Luddite. We've uh, breaking news. Uh, Kyle Reese yeah. is a boomer. He is really 53 I, years old. <laughs> I might be. I'm half 14-year-old, half 53-year-old at any given moment. We found like, his Twitter. He has sent death threats to the office of Corey Bush. That's right. <laughs> he owns that's right. 50 guns. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be something. Game, that's a good choice. I've been no. going ham on Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, my God. I haven't played it. in that game. Dude, you got to play it. It's, you ever play D&D? No, I never did. Oh, I'm not against bro. it, but, you know. Oh, dude, it's so good, man. You get you get laid in the game. You hack and slash goblins oh, and yeah. shit. You it's cast tiny. fire out your fingertips. It's so cool, dude. It's I bought so cool. I bought the new Assassin's Creed game, but somebody stole it before I could get to it. Whoa, who stole it? It got delivered to my apartment complex and then went uh, missing. Uh, I had a I had a uh, family emergency. I had a family emergency last week. I had to be out of town for for a couple days, Mother and uh, it got delivered my first day away, which was you know five days ago. And when I got back late last night, it wasn't here. Oh man, those motherfuckers! We're gonna find that son of a bitch yeah. for you. By the way, yeah. you want to see this new copy of Assassin's Creed I found on someone's oh. porch up in? Yeah, dude. Five five second bleep Perfect. as we scream yeah. out Kyle's address. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you don't have to. Like, there's there's my address is all over the place. You can go to like the old uh, Prospects After Dark, and I used to just give it out like willingly. <laughs> but he like, says he he says he's from a a town in Illinois called Splugeville. What the mm-hmm. hell is Splooge, Splugeville, Illinois? Yeah. Yeah. The stickiest town in North America. <laughs> oh, geez. Trying my hardest, that's that for whole... sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, baseball, baseball, baseball sucks. I've been playing, playing video games. And dude, I want to play so many video games. Dude, yeah, while you're recovering. We're, we're making a turkey. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? He's making uh, I'm going to go to my mom's turkey. for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Sam, sorry. Having him. Yeah. No, he's having yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So like are you smoking this bird? No, no. So what you do is you do it in the oven, but you can smoke it. I, I don't have access to a smoker and that whole process. <laughs> we have two. Yeah. Do you really? Would you like to <laughs> yeah. borrow one? Would you like to borrow one? Yeah, plebe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 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 I'll drive down there and smoke this motherfucker with you guys. Dude, come hang out with us. Jesus. Dude, that would be the most fun. That would be that would be I'll buy you know, some beer. We're looking at moving to St. Louis, and ah. I made this offer to my colorectal surgeon earlier. But like, we what? should all go get drinks. Um, I actually did make that. I was like, dude, I like, like when this is all over, let's go get a drink, man. He's yeah, like, no, he's like, just the way you said we should all go get drinks. Yeah. Sounds like you're propositioning a prostitute. We should all go get drinks. Yeah, now that we now that you know my <laughs> anus, I get to know your anus. Mm, I like it. So tell me, so tell me about your uh, it or what you're talking about your soul, your surgeon, right? So um, uh, tell me, uh, 
Where would you rank my hole on list of yeah. holes you've had your hands inside of? Yeah, if my hole was a free agent in 2023, 2024, would it be a top 50 hole or would it be? Uh, it'd be like, uh, two, years, <laughs> two years, 25 million with a third year option. That's what the best you're going to get for that hole. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as incentive laden contract. <laughs> yes. It... <laughs> oh, dude. No, but me and this guy have like fucking bonded, you know. Well, yeah. Well, yep. we bonded, but dude, he removed nine inches of my colon last month. Yeah, dude. So like he's he's been all up in my guts. Uh <laughs> mm, mm. every every guy should have another man up in their guts. Absolutely. Easily. I mean, it runs in the family for me. So um because I, I was gonna I, say I, I have a gay dad, fun fact. Um <laughs> very cool, very based. Um yeah. Yeah. God bless. Yeah, I would like for my brothers my to be in my colon. Was... My dad is gayer than yours. Yeah. Well, my dad is gayer than yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. my, my dad. Oh no, your dad's the gayest. He collects baseball cards. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Yes, <laughs> getting our dads to do a gay off. <laughs> It's like the whore off from South Park. They just keep oh, eventually man, they're just so swallowing good. each other with their asses. My dad uh, could probably use that. He's definitely got some deeply repressed shit he's never worked out, which is just be, being a fucking boomer. You know, just not never <laughs> just burying that deep right next to all the lead paint, lead water and lead in their food that they they consumed. Let me ask you, do you think that by the time we get to that age that we will also have quite a bit of repressed whatever oh like isn't yeah, that yeah. kind of the nature of humanity i'm already there with this trans agenda uh, <laughs> oh fuck here we I'm go so I'm yeah someone got mad at you <laughs> our one of our logos for the podcast is literally the trans flag yeah. we're allies um but yeah <laughs> someone got onto but this it. agenda <laughs> yeah that's what nick calls it because he's italian yeah. <laughs> that's what he says transgender yeah. yes. here would you like to come into my house and check out my credenza and while we talk we'll talk about the, the trans agenda my sister oh, she's no. a trans agenda <laughs> <laughs> finally credenza has a modern usage I uh I, I I think it's the job of like um the preceding generation to bitch about the seceding one. The difference is is that when our generation finally gets old, we'll finally get political power, and then we're gonna try and desperately hold on to it like boomers did. Yeah, or better yet, we at least leave the world less smoking and on fire. Um, because yeah. like right now, like um. Are you sure about that? I feel like we're going to just be in Congress just calling each other gay. Like, that's what we're Yeah, but, like, we have social health care at that point. That's true. So, yeah. Like, and, like, I've already kind of, like, accepted, like, uh, you know, with generations that come after me and as we learn more about, like, who we are, like, who we are as human beings, what we are as human beings, what we are as a society, you know, that there's going to be things that, uh, you know, are going to, you know, be, you know, look down. Up- There's going to be something in our generation that be like, you guys were super racist and fucked up for doing that. And yeah. instead of just being defensive like our parents are, you know, or, you know, the ra- you're, the easiest one is like uh, confronting your parents about how you were raised to be like, well, I, I smoked cigarettes and threw them at the dog, but you didn't, you came out all fucking okay, you know, stuff like that. Like the key is for us not to be defensive about that. Yeah. I think our generation will handle that a little bit better. Or we can be defensive about it. I mean, there's fun in that when you say get yeah. pissed off at 
Gen Zers and Zoomers, Zillennial, whatever, whatever they're called, or fucking weirdos. <laughs> Sorry, weirdos is what I meant. Yeah, I was gonna. I was trying to debate uh, how hardcore I could go with that, but uh, well, we can go as hardcore as you want, baby. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I have a censor button. I haven't said a bleep in a while. You haven't. Yeah, I have. I got bleeped should... the other day. It was. Yeah, yeah we won't rehash. What? <laughs> but Kyle, you got a bleep? You want to work with us? We haven't had Holy. a guest say something censorious. Have I not? I, don't know. I feel no, like yeah, I haven't. No, no. I mean, you know, I'm marking the time right now. If you want, you can let us slur eat. We won't tell. I've said fuck like 45 times. Oh, that's not, not a bleep. It's not. No, no come on. No. You got to say something. No, you, have to, you have to target you, marginal. We got to. You got to say something. You say you got to say something that makes us take steps to defend like your public image. All right. That's what we do. We have yeah. to cast some kind of fog of war. And people know we say it. They know what it is, but they're all like, ah, but they, they I, have a, it. I have a perfect public image. Okay. I've created a world in which my public image could not be trashed any worse. <laughs> So, uh, there's no bleep button for me, fam. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to not to discredit the bit, but you seem to be like I don't know of anyone who's ever like disliked you on Twitter. I'm sure there's people in your mentions mm. who are assholes, but like you seem to be like there's generally like that, yeah. you're the fun uncle of Twitter of of Cardinals Twitter. You're the fun uncle. And Speaking I think of Jeffrey Epstein, Uncle yeah, Uncle yeah. Kyle, he's Drunkle yeah. Kyle. Is what it is. I'm I'm Uncle Josh to two nieces, and my little niece Cecilia, she's just like, she's a fucking goon, man. It's fun <laughs> to be a fun uncle. One um, of our uh, Discord, uh, our, our Discord jockeys uh, wanted to ask, <laughs> oh. how disappointing is your cock? Oh, it's so disappointing. Oh my oh, god, you guys. Yeah. It uh. So, you know, it's not only disappointing to, like, other people, it's disappointing to yourself. You know, that's, like, uh, that's that's the toughest yeah. thing to deal with. Yeah. You know, the other thing, so, uh, my dad, my dad's been sick for a really long time, and he, he had a call last July, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm sorry. So, he opens with my dad's been sick a really long time. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. I heard Does he have a hammer? And then I tuned out the rest. It's like, what's his dick <laughs> <like?"> <laughs> I fucking wish, man. God. Uh, um no, no, so, sorry, Kyle. Continue. Yeah, apologies. So, so old man Reese, we call him old man Reese because he's been old since he was in his thirties, right? And old man Reese was diagnosed with cancer stage four five almost six full years ago. And they gave him a year to live, and here we are, and it's been miserable, but it's also been whatever. And I only bring that up because last uh, July, at the end of last July, the beginning of August, he had a fall, and we thought he was dead. Now, old man races flatlined three times in his life. He was pronounced dead once. These are all facts. This is not an exaggeration in any way. So old man Reese falls last July, and we think he's done, uh, finally saved from this hell that we live. And so he, he uh, which is, you know, it's partially true. I mean, it's 75 to 95% true. But so he falls and uh, we think he's dead. Of course, he doesn't die. So he goes to the hospital, right? And you got to help him get his pants die. on and pants off. And, <laughs> of course, dad. Yeah, they have to cling on to life. Why yeah. won't this generation just accept the sweet, dark embrace of death? The fucking yeah, buckets on like. God damn it, the planet's on fucking fire! Yeah, why can't you work through all this repression and finally die? No, uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, you have to you have to help him go to the bathroom a bunch. And my, like, seeing my dad's dick, it's the same as my dick. And, yeah, like, nice. I can only imagine the amount of depression my mom felt all of those years. <laughs> you know, not getting dicked right. 
And then, like, I understand why they're not married. And then also thinking about my poor dad and having to live with this, the dick that I'm living with almost exactly, but older. And it's like, not only do I think about my poor girlfriend, Ashley, who pretends like she likes it, and the girls that I've had uh, over the years that have told me that they like it, which they clearly Which has not. been millions of her. Yeah. He has yeah. quite the body count. Dude, I can yeah, all, so hard. You have no all, idea. All two and a half of them. Because, uh, you know... <laughs> Are starting. It's really five people, but they were only half people. Um, (laughs) You know, the half of the one they could put in a circus cannon. (laughs) All five of them, and uh, um, so yeah, like that's that's just thinking about how disappointing it is. Like it's not only disappointing for me; it's disappointing for generations. Like it's the same dick that my mom was not happy with all of those years. Yeah, it is literally generational trauma we're talking about here. Yeah. Like, so what would you say? You have like an old man's dick or does your dad just have a little young guy's dick? What would you say? I would say that's a happy compromise of the two. I would say it's a disappointing, like uh, on the the doorstep of middle age dick is, is exactly what it is. But it's like the same size and the same button shape and everything. My dad has a fucking hammer. Not that I've seen it recently. Oh, dude. Scary big. My dad's shorter than me. I'm like 5'9". My dad's 5'7". And he's... Jesus Christ. He's got a fucking bullwhip. Now I'm just imagining oh, so like good. Joe Pesci with the fucking hog. Dude, like, come never, on. never got any of that. Never got any of that. So, like, oh. uh, I thought I was going to be tall in the family. Because, like, my dad's side of the family, everyone but him is six feet. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, he's a runt of the litter. No, he's just built somewhere else and like i didn't get either of that i came out short with a little penis like i am i am bestowed with a curse i came out middle height i guess yeah you're like 510 511 yeah yeah yeah. um with a yeah pretty lackluster dick that's like the thing like if i'm uh seeing a girl and things are looking like you know we're gonna you know, take get that, a little hot and heavy. Take that next step. Yeah, um, get under a couple of petticoats. We're gonna go steady. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, I'm always just like, you know, I'm not like a dick pic guy, so it's not like they've seen it yet um, under normal <laughs> circumstances. But um, I am just like, just just to say, I I really like hype up how shitty my penis is, and then I think yeah. it's like maybe not like a happy surprise, but like a. Oh, I was expecting worse. You know, you have to manage expectations. Yeah, you just got to convince uh yeah, you just got to convince women um that uh, you're going to be the worst lay of their life so that way yeah. that way when you're not they think that like, oh, you know, he's he's not he's not a Jake Woodford. He's a Stephen Jacob, Max. please. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, Jacob Woodford. Woodford. Jacob Jacob Wayne Woodford. Um yeah. you're you're Stephen Mads. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that. And the, and the, and the thing is, like, uh, you know, if, I'll, if Stephen Matz gets you know the dirty work out of the way first, then he can then he can go <laughs> ha- he can start throwing fucking. If he learns to pound inside, yeah, yeah, he can. I mean, he can start throwing you know uh, splitters in the fifth inning. Who gives a shit? Uh, like, so here, here yeah, here's yeah. the other thing I wonder, like. Which one? I have three older brothers, and I'm the youngest. One of them has to have a big dick. Now, my assumption is I remember seeing my brother Scott's dick uh, when I was young, you know, uh, and I it, I don't remember it being remarkable. I remember it being uh, impressive, but not like remarkable. So, uh, my assumption is that either my brother Jim, who's the oldest, or my brother Michael, who's Gotta the one closest, Jim. 
It's got to be Jim, right? Well, that's Jimbo. you would think the name Dumbo Jim. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and he's also the firstborn, so you would figure that you know there was a funnel effect there that none of the brothers after him got got all of it. Yeah, it genetics. just it, they ran out of dick batter for the rest of the boys. Yeah. That's what happened to you. They put that's exactly they made, they yeah. made too much of a dick roll with Kyle. Yeah. I know your physique like anybody, and I know you've got a sick dick root going on. So you might not have a huge dick, but you've got those nice little. Those nice little bones right there. Yeah, so, dude, you got a, you got, yeah. you, you got Cupid's yeah. arrow. Yeah. That's what you got. <laughs> Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Gotta, <laughs> so my assumption is my brother Michael's the one with the magnificent dick because I, I look at my brother Michael and honestly, like, I think I'd fuck him. You know, I'm, I'm not gay for anybody, <laughs> but if I could be gay for one person, it'd be my brother. You're Michael. the best big wow. brother ever. <laughs> oh my god, what? Oh, you're the best big brother ever. Oh my god, thank God. Yeah. Oh God! Hey, well, we're, you know, we'll talk porn. That, my favorite thing about Kyle episodes is when we get the most viewers, and this one is going to be our treat to him. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What's the? What's the? The it's what is it called? Bratty sis is the the. Let's talk porn. Let's talk shot. No, it's stepsis. It's the stepsis stuff. It's yeah. No, that's the. I'm talking about like the the. Com- or I guess the production yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> That makes us like bratty sis. I think that's the one that goes, You're the best big brother I could have ever. You no, know, it's uh, you're the best big brother I could have ever asked for. Oh, I, I could have uh, ever asked for. We can just pull it up. Yeah, we pull yeah. up porn on the yeah. pod. Let's get some drops. That'll make Nick happy. Yeah, uh, dude. That's so good. <laughs> so fucking good. You know, I, I've only ever had like, so I come quick, right? I like, yes. I come super quick. Uh, yes, exactly. Time's important. I've only ever had one instance where I had erectile dysfunction. And then, I swear to God, this is this is all honest. These are all honest stories. Was We're an Alexa honest Pro? family. This is the, the trust Pro tree. Induced? That was her name. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. And it was when I was fucking my brother. No, uh, so it came when <laughs> I had. Jesus Christ. We're now, letting it eat, and I love it. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I went through a period where I did have just, like, the least amount of success that someone as ugly as me could possibly have using the dating apps. No, you're kidding. And there was, I was, like, I was like 29 years old. No, that wouldn't have been right. Hold on. No, I, I was, like, 29 years old, and I hooked up with this, like, 23-year-old girl. And the first time we had sex, she, she told me that I had a big dick. And I swear to God, I swear to God. I started laughing and my dick got soft, it, it, like, immediately. <laughs> oh, this, Tom, this you is... got to tell your story about the... Uh... Whenever. I've had something like that. Well, no, whatever. What that chick said to you, um, and then you completely couldn't get hard after that because you laughed. Oh Christ! I got two of them. Uh, so I had a similar <laughs> situation with yours, Kyle. Um, it was like shit, shit on a shingle, man. This was like ten years ago. Um, I hooked up with a chick, and she was just like dirty talking, you know, trying to you know get me all psyched up, and she's like. She's taking off belts and my because I go over there between work. I go, I'm going taking a lunch break to get pussy. And she's taking off my pants. She's being nice. Is she's like, uh, said the term "big dick" is involved, and I like shushed her. I'm like, don't ever say that again. Yeah, I know what I'm working with. Just yeah. let's just you know, let's just get this over with for both of us now. But the other one was, um, oh Christ, enough times passed. I can do it. This is about a year ago. Um, I uh, go out with a chick, uh, a nice lady. And uh, we eventually uh, go back to her place and we have been drinking and, you know, smoking a little bit. And uh, we're about we're about to have sex. And she says to me because she's we're drunk. She says to me, cram it in my shitter. And I could (laughs) not 
Mentane. I just started laughing my ass off. I'm like, I have to go home now. Yeah. Like, Did you put like, it in her mouth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not. You know. That's what I should have done. She's like cramming in my shitter. I'm like, where's your mouth at? Yeah. <laughs> we respect women on this podcast. We're allies. Okay. We, I, I did not, uh, that was, women are funny. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. That was the funniest thing that has ever happened to me. That is, well, women are great. that killed me. <laughs> the funny thing, it, honestly, if you want to get like honest about it, the funny thing is that that's how pathetic we are as a male species. That they need to say shit like that, that to like think that that's gonna get us going. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm sure that there's a good portion of the the male the male uh, syndrome that would indeed like get into that. Uh, but people mm-hmm. like you and I who have lived a life of just torture, uh, the three of us, I, not to like get into old anus boy over there, but uh, <laughs> the, the three of us have lived into uh, you know a miserable existence up until this current point because of uh, you know life and a lot of people don't realize that we're not uh we we don't get into that stuff it's just like yeah hey, look, just try not to be overly disappointed you can be as disappointed as you want just don't be overly disappointed because it's going to be disappointing for me too and as long as we can reconcile that now we can move on i i also think like when you know uh speaking to in defense of these women i've been with that this funny thing has happened they have probably been with some real fucking repugnant dudes that they're like. That's a great yeah. point too. Because yeah, dudes are so porn pilled. Yeah. Well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dudes are porn pilled, and also plenty of dudes um, don't eat box. So, mm. um, you know, it's like, you know, you you got to do it. You you got to give before. Um, it's like Tim Robinson. You got to give. You got to give. You, you got to give. Work. You, you know, you get that knocked out of the way, and like I said, you can start throwing splitters in the sixth inning. Who cares? Yeah, the, like, it's real easy, ladies, if you just want to know. Um, if you're with, if you're making the unfortunate uh, mistake of being with a, a guy who's built like all three of us here, yep. the easiest way to get as hard is not saying, you know, your dick is big or cramming in my shit or it's just whispering in our ear. Lastly. <laughs> that will get me going every second right yeah. there that'll get me he's he's 32 stops for the last five years like, <laughs> oh god i'll just start tapping my yeah. foot like a tex avery cartoon is what it would be we have to get yeah. back to baseball for a moment yeah or we have crying. if you just cry we like that a lot too <laughs> do, no! do we have any fuck mary kills for kyle um, we did last time it was on. We did fuck Mary kills with like prospects, but uh... um, let's do fuck Mary kill with Lance Lynn. Okay. Um, oh fuck. Obviously. Um... <laughs> Can we talk about throwing splitters in the sixth inning? That was incredible. I can't believe like that didn't get the credit it deserved. Is a great. That was brilliant. I that love that. Good. Yeah. Split. We're doing what we can. Um... I mean, when you think, I guess like the shocker is a split finger. You can probably throw a splitter. Yeah. Real shocker. Yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never had to employ that. Oh yeah, no, porn pill, porn pill. Yeah. Johnny Sin's brain right now. Also, You're gonna do it. Use two hands. Exactly like Johnny Sin's. His doctor looks like Johnny Sin's. Yeah. So cool. that's yeah. And I was talking to this girl, and I was just like, "Yeah, my roommate has this joke that he looks like Johnny Sin's," and she's like, "I don't know who that is." And I was, <laughs> and I was like, oh. "I was like, well, let me just say, he's a he's a doctor. He's, he's a, a pizza delivery man. He's a firefighter, yeah. a police officer." Bummer. She did not pick it up. He's an IDF and, soldier. And then she's like, wait, what? And I'm like, he, he, he's a porn star. He, he does. Is, yeah, he's a, a jack of all trades. A jack um, off of all trades. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is from Richie. Victor Scott two or Juan Ben Cho. Which player do you think Kyle was will succeed more in the Cardinals organization? Who's going to succeed more in the Cardinals organization, right? So Victor Scott is more of an organizational player. He just feels more like a Cardinal uh, apparatus than anything else. You know, I think Juan Bincho is by far like the higher ceiling as much as I hate to have that. Like by far, Cho could end up being something really special. You know, he really could. Not to say Victor Scott couldn't. I just think Victor Scott's power potential uh, needs to be maximized, and I don't think he can actually get there. I, I think a lot of people do, and I think uh, it'd be smart to think that. I think I'm stupid for thinking it. I just, I've seen enough of these type of prospects kind of like fizzle out, where it's speed first and defense first, and then hoping that the power comes. I think, I think it's especially easy in center way. field, right? Yeah, and I think it's. I, I think I'm also taking the easy and lazy way out because th- it's it is you know, there's a 90% chance that he's never going to get to his power. So for me to say he's never going to get to his power, it's a lazy evaluation. You know, it's just a matter of what level of his power he's going to get to. It's the same thing with Mason Wynn. What level of that power in Major League Baseball is he going to get to? I I don't know. I can't tell you. I can tell you I think he's got a 10 to 15 home run season. I think that there's an outcome where he gets to 20 at one point. Is it realistic? No, no. More than likely he's going to live in the 5 to 10 range. Be kind of like John Jay from a power standpoint and hope that the rest of his game's enough. And I think that you could say that same thing with Victor Scott. You know, yeah, it's going to be defense speed first and then adjusting from there. I'm happy you bring that up for win because um, I think like the kind of uh, obvious hype, he's earned it and everything. I think uh, the season that he had when he got called up offensively was the one I was kind of expecting for a guy to to ascend that quickly. And uh, I, you know, my my. Dumb guy analysis is that when if he takes the starting job and he's our starting shortstop for let's say all of next year, he's going to be like a one and a half to two war player who will probably hit around maybe like a seven hundred OPS and like I think that's like the the nuance pilled like realistic like take for like Mason Win because I think yeah. you know hitting big league pitching is hard. I'd be happy yeah. with 700 OPS. Yeah, if he's around that would be great. But I mean, it's shortstop we're talking about too. Like not everyone's going to be Trey Turner. Like I think yeah. you mentioned that he is like a 10 to 15 home run guy probably at best or like as his potential. I think that was like very I think it's very salient. Um uh, you know hitting 20 dingers in minors is very impressive, but you know this is now you're in the show. And yeah. you know he can obviously reach that point with enough seasoning on it. Um, but this is a dumb question. Yeah. Um, but Kyle, you watch plenty of minor league. How do you spell your name? Uh, I actually did misspell it. For some reason, I thought you had two S's on the end of your name. Uh, I do now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Kyle, why are they shaped like S S why are they the bigger letters here? Oh God. Nick got to him. No, (laughs) Nick did it again. No. But like, so like with the minor league ballparks, obviously every ballpark's different, you know, but is is there much, very generally speaking, much dimensional difference in the size of the field compared to a big league park? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, it, you know, it varies from stadium to stadium. Like, if you just want to stay inside of the Cardinals and, like, their whole thing, we all know what Roger Dean is. Roger Dean is big. Right. We know that Peoria, Peoria, it's like 310 down the lines. I think it's 310 and 315 or 313 or something like that down the lines. And then it gets kind of deep in center, but it doesn't, like – it takes kind of a direct route to center. So that's kind of weird. And we know Springfield's, you know, three, 
320, 315 down the lines or whatever. And then that gets kind of deep in center. Um, and then Memphis has that weird wall out and left that extends. That corner piece, yeah. Then that extends into a weird center field spot that jettisons back in at its highest point or at its deepest point back in to like fit a bullpen. So just within the Cardinals thing, it's, it's weird, you know, just there. And then like I, when we were talking about with the rough riders as compared to a uh, Springfield, when Thomas to JC, you know, started coming into his power, Springfield is a much healthier hitter environment than what, what happens with the rough riders, you know, uh, in the, in the Rangers organization. So it's, it's a lot of variables that play into minor league success. I think that was part of the reason why we have so much trouble, um, really coming to terms, even though we have weighted runs created per level, that's part of why we have so much trouble coming to terms with the amount of success that some of these minor leaguers have in the Cardinals organization, like Luke and Baker, or you know some of the guys who fizzle Boys out when they get them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's because they're making adjustments on the fly, but they also sometimes hit in a pretty hitter-friendly environment. So, you know, not to, not to take away from them, because as often as there's the potential there that as often as you have somebody fizzle out, you have somebody who who comes to terms and becomes more than what, what people realize. So it's, I just, I, that's all just to say that like, you can't really, you can't really take into account uh, a stability from a minor league ballpark standpoint. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, cause it, you know, I'll, I'll watch like, you know, obviously gifts does the Lord's work. You, you yeah. Um, and you know, I'll watch some of those Lesson. home runs and I'm just like, that, that center field just seems super like shallow. Like, it, yeah. you know, like if yeah. you have Bush to hit at the center field, you're hitting at what? Like four, four twenty probably. It's four dead center for, is it? Four, okay. Four, but like Bush is big, uh, and then power out Gaps. down the line. So it bows out. Gotcha. So. Is, uh, yeah. it's, it's an optical illusion. And that's why Lance Lynn's going to give up 31 home runs. That's right. Didn't and not forty four. Like a she roasted his ass. Yeah, she was like, "Hey, yeah, we put a uh, like not a gym, but like where he can throw basically in our house, so he doesn't give up forty five. Yeah, and Lance year. Lynn used that old Miss education and uh, corrected her, Mister Torrance. You know, we haven't. I mean, I don't. I have not been able to listen to um, the Nick and Ryan episode. And by the way, um, anybody who's listening to this and wondered, we're not. Um, this is not the great schism. Um, we are still all friends. We still all love each other. They, true. we were just oh busy last night. So, um, we will get the gang back together. The, the four horsemen of the apocalypse will ride. We are um, riding. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. But, um, I don't believe you. I, I'm just, I'm just surprised that Lance Lynn came back because for baseball. We, yeah. Weren't we one of his teams? We were on his no trade list for at the all-star or not, or the, uh, trade deadline. Oh, I'm I pretty sure, like, there was, like, 10 teams, and, like, the Yanks were one of them, and so were we. And I was like, oh, shit, he fucking hates us now. Um, Chasing another ring then. So. Yeah, I guess, but I was very It sucks when you win, that. like, a, a ring very early in your career, and then you spend your rest of your career kind of pursuing it again. So Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be real. I'm happy to have him back because – I he Crotch was my grab, screaming fuck you on the He was my favorite pitcher when we had him because he had the best first half of baseball every fucking season. Super Bulldog. He was like cool. oh one like top five, you know, pitchers in the game until, you know, I don't know, mid mid to early July. Mm-hmm. He was just a monster. Kyle, how excited should I be for Max Rachick and Ian Bedell? You shouldn't be. For either, I don't know why everyone's losing their mind over Bedell getting taken in the roll five. I'm like, that means they're gonna have to put him on an MLB roster. 
and I'm like, he's pretty good in high A. He should probably be pitching higher up, but he I don't be a minor league rule five guy. No, because they'll put him on the no. AAA roster. Yeah, minor league rule five guy, you have to be, oh. what be on like seven. You have to be like Jesus. six or seven, I think. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is, you know, the the Memphis roster is large, and they'll put all those guys that they're worried about getting taken or that are rule five eligible on that roster, because uh, then at that point, no one can select those players. Right. So he'll he'll be on the AAA roster. He'll be on Memphis's roster in the offseason, and that'll protect him from the minor league stage. And then the same thing will go with Anahan Paniagua and you know whoever the hell else they want to put on that. Now I, I do say the Raychek and Bedell thing. I, I was hoping to get a laugh more than anything. Uh, look, they're they're both good pitchers. Raychek is not the pitcher that Bedell is. Uh, Bedell has Bedell has real potential to be again that back end of the starter type. So does Raychek. I just think that Raychek is benefiting from that lower level, um, being able to dominate the lower level as a collegiate, uh, you know, star. Mm-hmm. Although he wasn't really a star, he was more he was polished, actually... right? Yeah, yeah, he's really his strikeout numbers kind of his strikeout numbers dropped a little bit when he yeah. got when he went up to high A and his walk numbers went up a little bit. Who's that it. dude in the fall league for, for us that, uh, was, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of excited about him as a possible option in the pin it, again. So you never, you never know what to expect out of bullpen arms and, you know, keep in mind that the Arizona fall league is really like, there's a veil on the Arizona fall league. People get really excited about stats, but I cannot stress enough how little those fucking stats matter. Again, they, yeah, it's people so short. That the fin- yeah, it's so such a short season, you know, yeah, Such yeah. People call it the finishing school for prospects, and it's—I mean, it is in the way that you get tutoring from other organizations, and you get to be around other prospects, and it's like the first time in that kind of environment. But like, it's not. It, the, you know, stats don't tell you everything, anyways. But again, other than the sample size, it's—it's it's uneven playing t- talent. Like, it's—it's it's the end of the AAA season. You know, you got guys from AA up there, and then you got other older players. It's like. There's, there's not a really a real way to analyze what's going on there. You know, it's you, you can try and you can probably get pretty close on some occasions, but you can't always. So I like Renio. That slider is for real. It's a great pitch. It's one of the better, probably top 10 or top 15 pitches in the organization, um, at least at the minor league level. So there is a potential to be, and he also has a kind of a fascinating changeup to go with his fastball. So there is a potential for him to make a major league debut in 2024, but like Jake Walsh, same thing could have said we could be like he's in that that kind of category right it just it might happen it might not happen and maybe he's cody whitley maybe he's jake walsh you know maybe he's something else uh walsh's departure was super sad yeah i I, I liked him yeah yeah and he he had a great curveball we got rid of pete hansen too i liked him too man no pete hansen's still around i thought we uh man did i have a brain injury i thought he uh, did I thought, what the fuck? Do we... I thought we traded him or something like that. No, not yet. Dude, I must have fell down. Is oh, my a, God. I'm... Is uh, Pete related to Chris Hansen? Yeah. Okay. Or Tommy Hansen? Yeah. Tommy Hansen. Oh, there's yeah. a there's a Or throwback. the band Hansen. Mbop. Oh, Mbop. Deep, deep cut, baby. Um, what do you, th- you know, this is a guy we really haven't spent hardly any time talking about ever on the pod is Jojo Romero. What is your, do you think he's like an actual solid piece in our pen moving forward? Yeah. Ass. I don't. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I look the bullpen is the bullpen, right? I don't know if, if a guy can be like, it's the same kind of thing with the starting pitcher. I don't know if a guy can be reliable from year to year. I don't believe that a relief pitcher can be reliable from year to year. I think that that's a crap shoot. 
But I will say I've always been kind of high on Jojo Romero, almost since the minute they traded for him and I got to watch him. Like I, I think he has just as good of a chance to be a reliable bullpen option and more so than Henesis Cabrera and for longer. I do think his stuff is a little wicked. I think he's a little crazy, and I think that's a good equivalent to be a bullpen on. Mustache, awesome changeup. Yeah, definitely yeah. fucks broads on top of the arch. Oh, dude. Um, oh, yeah. Feeling out yeah. back shots, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. Except these ones uh, we'll never hear from. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jojo Romero has an actual, actual body count. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to think that uh, Jojo is short for something and he's actually a libertarian. It's Joseph just... Joseph. No, no, it's no, it's Jojo. <laughs> Jose, Jose. Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, no, that's what. Yeah, a libertarian walks into the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Um, what what happened with T. Hens, Kyle? And can, can I ask you? Him? And can oh. you fix him? I I can fix anybody that I date. Absolutely. Ooh. That's right, uh, that's what. Let me bend over real quick. Handsome, uh, cute, determined. Ooh, good work. Out no, there. so I, with with Hens, I would keep in mind like he was nursing a couple things like uh, there was a finger issue throughout the season. There was a, a little bit of a pectoral issue throughout the season. And also he had, Jesus, why don't you yawn a little bit more, Tom? Jesus. Uh, I would never you know. yawn at you. I'm no, just, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Then I'm going to yawn at you. This is probably why you, we, <laughs> none of us have success with dating. Jesus Christ. That's a fucking snooze. We got it. No, we got to get back to talking about pussy and porn and, yeah. and drinking is, beer is, and, and our dad. fucking cock tease. I got to keep asking him questions and pretend <laughs> like I'm not fucking bored. And all he's going to do is kiss me a little I, bit before I leave. I need to check. I need to check off and make sure we keep getting our Soros money. He demands we talk about <laughs> 45 minutes of baseball with Kyle <laughs> We've hardly talked about anything. God, this has been like this. This is the quintessential how bad the three of us are as human beings. <laughs> Dude, no, this is our this is our secret thing. You know, I don't know. I mean, if you've ever listened to like the Adam Friedland show or Come Town, this is exactly what they do. This, this is, is our secret life. garden. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's uh, you can make any podcast work if you don't try. Yeah, you're the. I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb. No offense to any of our pr- prior guests, but Kyle is the most fun when we have. Kyle. Oh yeah, it goes Kyle Stu. Kyle and Stu. Yeah. yeah. So Kyle and Stu. Kyle We're gonna get Dan back on here soon. So we'll get talk about Dan. movies. Um, Love that guy. Movies is good. Hey, yeah. so like as far as hence goes, there are a couple things. Uh one is those little issues we mentioned. And also, second is keep in mind that he had never really pitched a whole lot of innings. Yeah. Double A is a really tough uh, assignment for anybody, more or less a kid as young as he is with his little experience. And one big key for him is going to be working ahead and counts. I feel like every start that he had down the stretch, not only down the stretch, but like almost his entire time, he was working behind in counts. So he's just going to have to work on being a little aggressive. And I think that's something that happens when you're 20, 21 years old and you barely pitched uh, an affiliated ball. And there you are in double A, you know, you, you start, you start pitching aggressive. You start keeping to your, like keeping to your plan and you get hammered because those hitters are good. And then you start freaking out a little bit and over-adjusting. And then all of a sudden you're you're shortening up your delivery and your pec starts hurting. And you have a blister on your finger or a nail issue. And it's all spiraling. So he's uh, look, a hot shot is what you're saying. He's, he's a hot shot. He's, he's new Kalouche 2.0. Can you imagine? How great would that be? We need our yeah. Crash Davis to yeah. get down there. Yeah. Bring back Captain Kidd. Uh, Tony Cruz, man, we're bringing him back. Bring Kids back are. Tony Cruz, yeah. Anthony Cruz. No, we should bring back Tony Cruz since Lynn is now uh, back on the team. Yeah, this is, 
Tony Cruz is his personal catcher. I feel like we should get Waka back in a year or two. We should get back Hudson, and then just mm-hmm. the entire time when Mo makes that announcement, then Lizzie's boys are back in town. Just starts blaring as loud as he can. That's when he brings them out. We also we also need a surprising wild card. Like let's just let's get like a fifty two year old Joel Pinheiro. Let's like oh, yes. that'd be great. yeah yeah let's get Kyle Loesch out there. Kyle Loesch, Kyle Loesch yeah, dude yeah. Yeah, uh, arm tattoos. He was, he, fa- he was one of my favorite. <laughs> Jesus, he was one of you my know, favorite pitchers when we when we had Kyle Loesch. He, Mr. Consistent, dude. How great would it be from like a a fan um like excitement standpoint? Everybody thinks Yadi's going to join staff, and they roll out Tony Cruz as the like the catching. <laughs> oh my god, I need that. You got diet right, Yadi. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Coca Cola Yachty. Or they they bring in Mike Matheny as the catching coach. Can you fucking imagine that? My mom, I think, got like Cardinals QAnon. And no, that doesn't mean she was on Cardinals Live. Um, but uh <laughs> she she like today, she's like, I heard that they fired Marmol and they're bringing it back Matheny. And I was like, yeah. where the fuck did you hear that from? Uh-huh. What they found is Ali Marmol is a reptile. Yeah, she hates <laughs> Marmol. And I'm just like, okay, he's he's got his issues. But then again, he's a first time manager. Kyle, what percentage of this? Years. What percentage of this fan base do you think was at Jan Six? We know it's at least 1% because of the Redbird runner. Let me ask you. <laughs> Let me ask you. Do you think that there's a bigger percentage of Cardinal fans that were at January 6th or that are reptiles? Which, if you had to pick, because I bet that there's a larger percentage mm. of reptiles than January like, 6th. Are you, saying reptiles, are you saying like lizard people like Mike Bloomberg? Or are you he, saying what he learned when he was uh, filling in over at InfoWars? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I believe I, what I mean is very abstract. I would, I would <laughs> never, never define lizard people for you. <laughs> okay. I bet like, um, I would say uh, at Jan six, I would probably say five to ten percent were Cards fans, <laughs> and about five to ten percent were Braves fans. Yeah, and then like a very equal measure. Seventy five percent were a Boston Red Sox. Fans. I think. <laughs> I think. I think you guys are forgetting just how lazy Cardinal fans are. I think it's. I think it, I would say less than one percent. I think Braves fans are mobilized, and I definitely think the five <laughs> to ten percent for Braves fans are, are they, in there. That's they are mentally. I know yeah. a lot of Cardinals that is a delusional fans, fan and base. they go to DC in like February to be like, you know, do the March for Life because they hate women. So like, you know, <laughs> don't don't underestimate us hardworking boot heel um, salt of the earth folks. Okay, Kyle, you elitist info. You goddamn liberal Kyle <laughs> sissy pansy yeah. name if you ask me. <laughs> Kyle. He yeah. should have been named Gunner. That's a real man's yeah. name. Stale. <laughs> Stale Reese. That, uh, no wonder the liberal has the smallest dick in the yoke. What were our ninth and tenth Patreon guys' names? Hunter and uh, oh, the one I made, Hunter yeah. and Hunter and I thought it was Hunter and Gunner, or Hunter and Connor, oh, or some shit like yeah. that. Or Chad, Man. the whitest fucking names yeah. you can think of. We should get we should get a Blaine. If a Blaine would be a good one. Oh, this reminds me. Okay, sorry, Kyle. This is a uh, top secret information, but you're gonna hear it, and so are the fans. Yeah. You know how we were thinking that we might be the number, like we were ranking in Germany. Yeah. Nick thinks that's because he fuck? uses a germ like a German VPN when he listens. <laughs> so like all of these people, like all these abroad, it's probably just people who are like watching porn, and then we're like, I'm gonna put, yeah, we'll play the. I need a VPN to watch porn because the FBI might find me because yeah. I'm watching. I'm on Motherless.com. You ever been to Motherless.com? 
No, no, dude. I'm, uh, a, I'm an old school U porner, and then sometimes XNX. Bro, porn. X videos is real old reliable. I use Spank Bang and X videos. X videos Pornhub for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember, man. I remember I first started jacking off to the internet. Yeah, dude. This, it was porn. Do you guys remember the limited you to... Off to? Oh God, thank you. Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus oh, died on the cross for this. <laughs> do, you, do you remember how guilty you felt? No, look, this is a great conversation to have. I feel like, oh man. So here, I remember the first time I jerked off. Right, I remember it being yeah. it was a softcore porn on either HBO or Showtime. Do you think that you invented it? Like you're like no one's ever done. It. You're like this is this I'm, is how sex. Really I'm a unicorn, works. dude. I just something came out of me. Yeah. yeah. And the truth is, it was like a lot of rubbing, and it wasn't even like your whole shaft. It was just like areas around your shaft. Yeah, like, where they were like that. the stocks and they grind on each other. Yeah, I'm done my research. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a. I remember it being a scientist who had like three girls like kissing on his neck and like trying to get after him because he had invented like Old a uh, you know a, a horny medication or something like that. And uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember rubbing every area in that area, and then having all the liquid all over me, and, and then going into the bathroom <laughs> and like crying and thinking, "Boy, this was cool." But God hates me now. Yeah. And yeah. what do I do? Oh, and, were you like <laughs> raised in a pretty Christian background? I no. Oh no. well, I had here. I got a spell for this. I uh, I remember the first time I cranked it. It was a uh, I was like in sixth grade, and then I would do, and then it's I number of sixty eight. Oh man, uh, my mom was so polite, never bringing up the state of my socks during that time or great. how long of the showers I took. Yeah. But I got super into Jesus in junior high, Kyle. And like I tried to refrain from busting a nut. Like I was like, God is gonna send me to hell if I jerk off. Because he is yeah. definitely looking for that. Not weird at all. I made, it, looking for it. I made it 58 days, dude. I made it 58 days before my, my hands were like gonna fucking pop my eyes out. They needed it. <laughs> yeah. Before you rub the nose off your face. Dude, fit I after shooting after fifty eight days, dude, I probably lost like five pounds of water weight just from like <laughs> the amount of goop I shot out. Yeah. Jesus God. I remember uh you know, so I, I was raised Catholic. Um Yeah, me too. So the uh we we had this thing at I when I went to Catholic grade school. So me too. We didn't have sex ed, but we had this thing called family life. Does that fucking remember? right? Okay. Fucking right. So uh, fifth, grade, fifth grade family life. Exactly, dude. You, you totally Dude's get. It. We are kindred spirits, Kyle. Um, yeah, yeah so, I'm in your anus right now. I, I remember they that pulled a hole. <laughs> I got that nine like... inches of colon. I got it everywhere, all over. My <laughs> hey, as I tweeted, I do have the largest, uh, or you know, shortest colon to biggest dick ratio, probably anyone on Twitter now. So. Hell yeah. It doesn't matter how small it is. I've got nine inches less of a colon. So the fucking <laughs> denominate is doing work for me. Yeah, it's like an accident. It's like Lance Lynn was top five in strikeout <laughs> in innings pitch. But yeah, what about the other stats? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to talk about fifth grade family life talking about yes. and trying Dude, to yeah. Um, You know, ours was just taught like by the, like the sex ed day because it's not all sex ed. It's mostly just like you know m- marriage and you should wait and blah 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 what if i uh, don't wait but the go uh, to hell the guy who did it he was first of all he i shouldn't say his net his nickname because yeah i doubt anyone knows but i'll say it anyways his nickname is spank that cool. that <laughs> literally people call this guy spank um, right they did. and he's a barbecue guy he's he's actually pretty cool i like spank but um Dude. he I remember raising my hand and being like, 
um okay like you've shown us like the model of like the penis and balls and explained what each thing is but like are we gonna learn about like the girl stuff i was like horny i was like i want to know like what's going on um yeah and 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 no and he literally was just like no no that's like so complicated you know they're uh, yeah no 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 and Which then one of these we, girls is going to be the? <laughs> we move on, t- and then we discuss what a wet dream is, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit, that's what that is!" Yeah, like it blew my mind. I like I did I not think... know that that was the thing other people experienced. Yeah. Did you? My just... dream got me really yeah. excited. Which I'm, dude, you had to have had plenty of wet dreams during that 58 days. No, not in the 58 How? days. I. I don't know. I, like I've four, had them before. I'm like four days, and I'm waking up, and I think a ghost visited me in the middle of the night. It's like, like, have I been shot? Yeah, <laughs> like, Are you talking about right now? No. Well, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I yeah, if I'm going like four days. Sometimes when days. I'm up in the morning, Josh comes out, and it's just fucking sheets are just stuck to him. <laughs> yeah. So I have to go uh, and rip it off. It takes it's always skin a with it. party at the uh, Thompson Cook household. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a it's like a hot Brazilian wax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I go to sleep, I wake up and I Brazilian wax myself with my. I own. go to sleep and I and wake, I up. wake up. Yes, I know I'm full of cum. <laughs> I'm gonna come all over the fucking sheets. <laughs> I I have gooed so much I've lost twenty pounds. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. Okay. Oh man, I can't wait for uh, the next you know few hundred listeners. It was like, wow, Kyle went on a podcast. Let's check this out. Yeah. And then we just sucker them in with thirty minutes of baseball, and then we have this. Whatever you go, Whatever you go on podcasts, how much do you talk about penises or anything non-baseball related? Yeah, other than it depends here. on how frequent. It depends on how frequently I'm doing pad. Right, if I'm doing pad, then it's it's pretty frequent that i'm talking about some type of phallic right you know like yeah it's not it's not or some type of anatomy but if i'm not doing pad then it's probably like uh less than the jan sixers and cardinal nation almost certainly like it's it's (laughs) a percentage a a point of a percentage point uh because you know every once in a while i like to throw something in there but i always try like I am everything is what I am. I am the people's champion. So uh, <laughs> accordingly, I I try to be as respectful to the people who ask me on as possible. You know, like I love Daniel Shaptaw with all my heart. Uh, he's in the other room. We lay together in bed every night. Aww. And uh, <laughs> that poor guy, he's he not. in a blanket. <laughs> oh, a little piggy blanket. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> I hate that fucking noise you make. Mm. I, oink, oink, I, oink, I oink. hate that so much. <laughs> Sorry, this is... But like when I when I go on a shop talk, I'm I'm gonna be respectful to him. He has his audience and his people; they expect that. So it's only fair that I show that respect. What's and then like our audience, we're I am fucking getting there. You sit the fucking patiently there, and I'm fucking working my way there. Uh, <laughs> um, so then like you go on you go on talking birds, and it's a little <laughs> bit more risque, but they're awesome people. So they go, and then Cardinal Off Day, like those guys rock. They're 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 smart. They're critical thinkers. They're pessimists. A lot of times, I, I try to to play to theirs, and and then I come on with you fucking assholes. And the good news <laughs> is, is I can be a fucking asshole. Like I get to this is the closest I can come to being at work uh, when oh, I talk to oh, you yeah. guys. Working working for the union local four hundred three. Yeah, union uh, guy right yeah. here. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Hey. Exactly, exactly. Nice so it's base. It, it, but you know so that's it, it's it is like that where because there's a and not to go into this fucking rant but there's a misconception about construction workers at least where i come from where we're these chauvinists where we're hollering yeah yeah, yeah. 
we don't do any of that. We don't stare. We don't do any. We've never done any of that shit. That's not really what we do. We might talk about how well she was. She was attractive or something like that. But like, it's never anything yeah. more than that. We would never. So it like this is the closest thing I get to being that, and I'm that forty hours a week. So it it allows me to be that version of myself. Where Pat ends up being a full on uh, stream of consciousness. Just me unbridled to a point where I don't even like myself afterwards. It is it is a cathartic. You feel dirty. (laughs) I gave the people what they want. I gave them what they want. Oh, you hungry hogs! Well, because like you know, I would imagine like a lot of the other pods, and by all means, the most respect to them. You know, I'm sure that they don't think like you're like a dipshit fucking asshole, um, just generally awful human being like we do. we uh, we uh exactly yeah you know they uh they respect your minor league takes um which we're getting there we're we're supporting him from afar who kyle you know we yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we back his takes we we seek value we I mean, we tweet oh, and yeah. like and yeah. retweet or repost or x men. or whatever yeah That's yeah funny. we believe all men yeah which brings us to trevor bauer <laughs> believe men how funny Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, I think we can I think we start wrapping up on yeah. stuff. I mean, we're we did it. We did an hour and a half. We always get an hour and a half. We get 90 minutes of Kyle yeah. action. We didn't talk about anything. No, we didn't. I was telling Josh this because like <laughs> we've done like three shows in a row now, three days in a row. And like I was like because we we're talking about like you know why we just make this into a variety hour most of the time. It's like talking about baseball fucking sucks and it's boring. Because yeah. we've like the last Honestly, that's like seven or eight fucking episodes in a row when we talk about baseball. It's the same thing. Like, who are they going to sign? These are who I would sign. And then they sign exactly. none of those guys. I'm like, well, I hope they sign Alec Wood. That would be very funny. Like, and that's what it. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Like, you can cover so much of the off season, of the regular season, of anything. Like when we were doing, like, yeah, let's fuck whatever's going on with this lost season. Let's just get on Baseball Reference and see if there's a player named Come, and we found one, Composed and that dominated like forty minutes of the episode. That's yeah. way better than me, like you know, uh, fucking expected ERA of uh, yeah. of Miles Michaelis really shows that he's been bad. Like, and the expected Wobo Jordan Walker That's really makes expect like ranging to a superstar. So fucking much doing a daily pod. And actually, Iris, it being yeah. so in—I mean, he's so engaging and interesting. I'm like, hello, it's me, Brendan Schaefer. Yeah, Welcome no, to Be Shaved Daily. I fucking love him, and the guy—I I don't know how he's able to do that every day. Because yeah. I mean, even doing this is dream. On today's episode, I am arm wrestling Kyle Reese. Yeah. <laughs> I love Brendan. I would—I would let him beat me in arm wrestling. Oh uh, my god! I—I t- did like a fucking bit impersonating him, and then someone snitched to us about him. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good until my part. And then I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, Jesus, that means Brad Thompson's probably heard my Brad Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just for the record, he's like on a broadcast like, uh, yeah, well, you know, just for the record, uh, my lovely wife and my lovely children. Uh, I don't do the thing. I, uh, I, I love them dearly. Uh, I definitely don't think they should be drowned. Uh, Danny, I have the ugliest yeah. fucking kids in the world, okay? These <laughs> kids, no, you don't understand. These kids should be put down in a pound, all right? Man. I love my kids. Who wants some green seeds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, talk about baseball sucks. Let's be honest. We should really transition to hockey a little bit because I like hockey. Yeah, I'm trying to get into hockey. 
Yeah. I just more porn, less baseball. We could do that. We could be like, yeah. What porn did you watch this past week? Yeah. What was it rated five jerks out of five? <laughs> How many Kleenexes would you rate? <laughs> How many dishes? Bro, I fucking like the porn I watched so much this week. I was leaving comments. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You were telling it, you're like, This is who this actress is. Yeah. Trying to, like, you know. No, I'll, dude, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll, I'll tell you a quick one about when my autism was really, really going insane. Mm-hmm. I, uh, made a Reddit account where I would, uh, go on, uh, gone wild and write reviews criticizing oh, wow. or praising the cleanliness of their room. Oh, I'd be like, uh, silly bunny 34, 42. I give this five jerks out of five. She has a really well kept, well maintenance room, a nice Parisian standing mirror in the corner. Mm-hmm. Really inviting. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really like, inviting jerk says you're like the uh i mean that, that you're like early jordan peterson there you're like ah uh, yes clean it's your room. Clean your, <laughs> clean your room. Make, make your bed clean your room you hussy and i won't have to throw myself onto your big rump big buttus <laughs> okay listen kyle we do a thing here it's a uh, crumble champs so, so it's a fake cryptocurrency we made up yeah uh, crumble champs can be good or bad so we're gonna you know we're going to go with who our crumble champs are. And Josh, you want to lead off? Who's your crumble champ this week? Um, I'm going to say my crumble coin champ is uh, Ben Fredrickson. Ben Fred! You know, it's not about how hard you can get hit. Is that the saying? It's not how hard you hit. It's about how, yes. how hard you can get hit and keep standing up. Not how, it's not how hard you can hit. It's all of your, those things. How yeah. suckable your pouty little kissable lips yeah. are, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Candy cane. Candy cane. Listen here, candy cane. Uh, mine would be Lance Lynn. Dude's rocked, man. He's got his bag. He's uh, going to give up 32 bombs. I cannot wait. Dude, I cannot wait to bring in this bullpen in the middle of a 5-4 game. We're losing in the seventh inning with three runners on. I cannot wait, dude. This is what we're oh, paying okay. for. My favorite. Kyle, which, who's your crumble champ? John Mazelak. No. Uh... Fuck! <laughs> It would be it'd be Cardinal fans who are reading into every little thing and they get they get it all. They're trying to examine body language. They're trying to examine wording as if we haven't all been down this before. Yeah. You know, uh, the Cardinal fans who are so invested and God bless them for being that way that they don't that they think by professing to not go to the game is going to stop them from going to the game. Oh, Nick fucking did that. Where it's like, if they sign this or that, I'll never go. I'm like, ah, oh, relax. And man. Meanwhile, he's just a bitch and scared of St. Louis. Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean that. Oh, like, yeah. No, he's going to hear that. He's going to come after yeah. you. No, we, we've almost completed like our trifecta. We predicted Kyle Gibson, Alex Wood. That's our third piece. Mm. That's the missing link there. Uh, let's I want off- to be Kent Maeda. I, I honestly, if the Cardinals, I love him. He's yeah, he misses bats. So my my whole thing here is if you're not going to get Yamamoto, uh, and if and I know I tweeted about it, but this is again my feeling. If you're not going to get Yamamoto, then don't fuck with Snell, uh, yeah. and you're probably not going to get Yamamoto. And if you're not going to trade for Glasnow or Cease, then just go get Kenta Maeda and figure out the rest of it. Like I, if I can leave with like one honest, like ridiculous take at this point, it's that he'd be you super know. cheap. He misses yeah. bats, and yeah, I mean, he he has a, a better durability history than Glasnow, sorta. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say him. Like 
If we're going to just, why not have Eduardo Rodriguez for fuck's sake? Yeah, you know, nah, he's, he, probably... he's terrible. Don't don't fuck with that Eduardo Rodriguez. That's, really? That's he had a really good le- season this past year, and his metrics were looking good. Why not him? Yeah, there's some underlying stuff there, and it was just this last season. You know what um, I mean? Like um, maybe maybe he figured it no, out. No, it no, feels no. like Matt Boyd to me is what it he's feels a like. Protestant. That's why he's a Protestant. That's why. Yeah. that's his old upbringing. Let's do. Uh, we haven't done this because the interviews. So let's have Kyle join this, and we'll uh, get out of here. Uh, let's read off the patrons. Yeah, okay. Kyle. Uh, we say we name them and then we shout them and stuff. So I mean, just go along if you want. Yeah, just he's just got to. You got to say random names um, until you actually get one. So yeah, Kyle, you go it. ahead. And, you go ahead and lead it off. Who Who do you think's one of our patrons, Kyle? If you Which, love us so, if much. you uh, paid attention to our questions earlier from the patrons, you yeah, you'll two different heard names. two of them. Uh, I didn't, and I don't see myself doing that in the future. Yeah. Uh, how about Richter Ashwaldi? Ashwal, okay, Richter yeah. Ashwaldi from uh, uh, from Bavaria. Yes, yeah. yes. No, no. From not. The, I don't want you to confuse it. This gentleman's from Walla Walla, not the oh, not okay. Bavaria. Walla Walla. Okay, his grandfather was from there, and then he fled to Argentina after yeah. uh, some things went down in the forties. I get it. <laughs> On a ship. Jesus. I'm gonna lead off with Cran. Yeah, they are in Poland enjoying. I think uh, they're coming back now. I know. I gotta send them their shirt. I've been so lazy. Cran. Cran. All right. Who who do you um, got? I got my boy. Um, this this is gonna sound fake to Kyle, but Bravo. Bravo. We love Bravo. Yeah. Um, yeah completely got, real. Yeah. We got. I mean, that's that's his like what he goes. He's my it's boyfriend. A, he goes to a different school. Yeah. In Europe. Uh, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, um, Richie, Richie. We got Alex, Alex, Nassler, um, Nick. There you go. <laughs> um, we've got his uh, brother, yeah. Nick McTavish, Nick McTavish, James, yeah. Tyler, Tyler. I think we got them all. Yeah, I always feel like his one been Richie, James, Nick, Bravo, Fran. Cran, Alex, Jeff, Tyler. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We got them all. We fucking got you guys. So shut up about it. Jesus Christ. I are these dogs barking in the these Discord? dogs bark. Thank you for the fifty dollars each month, though. Yeah, we'll take it. Kyle, you got anything you want to plug? You want to tell? You know, just follow. You could do it a pad tomorrow. Yeah. Adding your stats. Yeah, that's on Birds on the Black over on YouTube. I don't I don't understand how any of that works. And, and other than that, I don't have anything to plug. Follow Daniel Shoptaw, whatever his thing is, and then follow <laughs> these assholes, pay for their shit. Yeah. And, and then also find Bravo and tell him that I respect his identity. Yeah. Hell yeah. Look him up on Twitter, Bravo Delta. Give him a follow. You'll he'll, like he'll him. He'll be very happy. Folks, yeah. once again, Kyle Reese, everyone. Thank you, Kyle. You did it.